The following is brought to you by Braided Media. Welcome to Empowered in My Skin podcast series, Thriving Across Generations. A generation gap is commonly perceived to refer to differences between generations that cause conflict and complicate communication, creating a gap. However, at Empowered in My Skin, we believe that differences between generations can provide great insight, wisdom, and be positive and empowering. A big part of why we are doing this series is to amplify the fact that when we seek to understand and communicate with one another, we find more common ground than we likely thought existed. We are more alike than we are different through our experiences. We trust that you will enjoy this five-part series. So sit back, relax, and enjoy energy with our guests, Thriving Across Generations. And remember, if you like this podcast, if you enjoy this episode, subscribe, like, and share it within your network. Yes, great day, amazing humans. Woo, welcome. Oh my God, so excited for what is about to unfold today. It's our first ever, ever type of series that we're running on the Empowered in My Skin podcast. And I am here with my co-host, Gabriela Mamone. <laughs> and she and I are working on interviewing five, five amazing guests today. It's our first ever experience like this. So Gabby, what you want to say, girl? Oh, so excited because we have today a thriving across generations episode. So each of our panel members will be asked some questions and we'll get to know each other. And we're going to see how the life in the world has changed through these generations. So we've got a Gen Z, we've got a millennial, we've got two Gen Xs, and we've got a baby boomer on the panel. Are we ready? Are we are ready. We're going to start with our first panelist. Everyone gets this question. Pauline, we're going to start with you as the baby boomer. Lead the way, girl. What was your most empowering thought for the day? My most empowering thought is Maya Angelou's. When someone shows you who they really are, believe them the first time. That sounds like you had an experience today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and next we're going to move over to Crystal G. Hello, everybody. Uh, My thought for today was um, through... Uh, tribulations brings forth insight and insight brings forth wisdom. Mm. That was, that was the thought of the day. I love that. And John Ribeiro. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank you. Uh, And thank you for having me. Uh, So first thought, you know, what comes to mind is, you know, if I could just seek to understand would things would be, would things be different Mm. and could I live a different life? So that is the thought I wow. had that cut across my mind today. Yeah. And John's big on putting out series on LinkedIn. So you're going to do like a 21 day challenge on that? <laughs> Angelie. You just might have to. Yeah. Angelie? Um, my most empowering thought slash action for the day was when um, I fetched down, went downstairs to fetch myself water and my almost two year old grabbed my finger. Mommy, mommy, it's time to be here. 
he wanted to be like not skip for the day and just be with him so Aww. that was like that is very yeah. empowering <laughs> thank very you empowering. So very empowering very empowering you really cannot rush now with a two-year-old so <laughs> it was empowering to me itself that's how i'm managing it all i love that that's a huge generation gap <laughs> <laughs> and shaley yeah so today the thought for the moment is that i think believe in what you can and just go for it don't think if you will be able to or if you can't just go for it and then we then think about the consequences let's just go and uh, conquer the world. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I love that. And it's a great flow into mine because mine was mountains exist. I'm at the top of one and I deserve to stay there. So, and Gabby, you want to round it up? Oh, for sure. For me, just say yes and figure it out after. Figure out how to make it work. Woo! Everything is figure outable. It's a great book. Yes. Okay. So Gabby's going to take us through some rapid Fire questions. Are you ready? Let's get to know our panelists a little bit better. We'll start off with our baby boomer, Pauline. Then we'll go to our two Gen X's. First, Crystal. Then, John. Then, Anjali. And then our Gen Z, Shaylee. Okay, now your rapid fire questions may be different. So if I say it to one, don't think it's going to be yours. So are we ready? So you can unmute yourself and one word answers. Let's get to know you. Are we ready? Ready. Yes, let's hear you say, yeah, we're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Pauline, talking or texting? Texting 100%. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Crystal, cooking or takeout? Oh, cooking, 100% for sure. <laughs> John, favorite childhood TV show? Force. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready with that one. He's still watching it. <laughs> okay, so I just got to ask, I'm going to throw us off a little bit, but someone like Shaylee, do you know what G-Force is? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that. I love it. I love it. That's cool. All right. Anjali, climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Ooh. Climb a mountain. Climb a mountain. Ooh. Impressive. <laughs> Shaylee, do you plan or do you go with the flow? Go with the flow, I, I guess. <laughs> oh, go with the flow. Okay. I'm a planner. So we have everything strategized. Everything's in my calendar. So that's interesting. I'm a, pl- I'm, a, I'm a planner as well. So thank you so much for those rapid fires. Now that you're warmed up, let's get into the meaty questions. So to everyone that's listening today, our topic is lifestyle and relationships. And how are we thriving across the generations as it relates to this? Well, let's find out. So first question out on the floor and I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to ask our one gentleman to get us started. So John, how do your values influence your lifestyle? Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, how do our, how do our values, how do your values your influence yeah. your lifestyle? Um, so, you know, it's interesting because growing up, I grew up with strong European values and, you know, Gabby, I think you know this as well. And there, there was a sense of preservation, you know, in terms of our parents, they preserved, you know, and actually Gabby did a speech one time on my stage where she talked about not using the fine China 
because you're supposed to save it for special occasions. Right? And everybody's kind of shaking their head. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that. We don't use that because we're saving it. The thing is, you know, and this is something I learned over the last over the last year. I lost a parent and you know, there were things that my, my, my dad wanted to do that he didn't get to do because, you know, it just didn't happen. It wasn't in the cards for him. But because of that preservation, there were things he wasn't able to do. And, and for example, one of the things that he had was this car, a 1998 BMW convertible. He drove it twice a year. It's got 98,000 kilometers. It's like nothing on, a, on an older car. But he didn't drive it because he wanted to preserve it. But unfortunately, when you preserve, you don't get to enjoy. You don't get to um, really get into it. And, and, you know, the things that you save up for to buy to enjoy, you don't get to enjoy because you're, you're preserving it. So for him, unfortunately, you know, he wasn't able to enjoy it to its fullest because he was preserving. And one of the things that it's done for me in terms of a Gen Xer and, you know, seeing all of that, it's flipped my, my mindset in terms of how I live my life, right? So, yes, you know what? If I'm having a party on Friday, I got some good friends over, I'll use my china. You know, if, uh, you know, if I have the opportunity and it's a beautiful sunny day, I will take out the car because one of the things he did, he left us the car. So uh, I, I get to go out, take the top down, and I just get to go for a drive and I really get to enjoy it. But I also enjoy the memory that's attached to it, mm. which is him. So, you know, in terms of my lifestyle, really finding that, you know, having a balance between preservation and enjoyment is something I need to do, something mm-hmm. I have to do. If I, if I don't, then what's the point, right? Like, why are we here? Because our, our time is limited on this earth anyways, right? So, you know, from my perspective, for values, you know, lifestyle, go enjoy. And that's one of the things I've been doing. So whether it's, you know, traveling, I'm not waiting for retirement to travel. I'm doing it now. I have the ability, I have the the means, I'm going to go do that. So that's how it's affected my lifestyle. And that's how I live my life today. Just, you know, if I, if I really want to do something, I go do it. And that's it. So I love to, so that's a great perspective. And there was a lot of things that had even called up in me, but John and I are of the same generation. So Shaylee would love, you know, was there anything that John said that resonated with you? Or, you know, is there anything else that you feel you know, he's totally like, you just have different values and, and how you uh, relate them to your lifestyle. What can you share? Yeah. I mean, I agree with the second part because I feel that it is all we have is right now, uh, the planning, the plotting and everything. We don't know exactly when the, uh, when is our end. So why, uh, you know, just preserve everything if we can do it today. So likewise, just as I mentioned, it, the thing that it's just today that we are living and just live the fullest so that we don't have regrets at the end. That, oh, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have said that. I wish I could have been there. Why, you know, uh, why should I have regrets then if, if we get the chance to do it right now? So I believe that all we have is right now and just do it. That's it. Can I just chime in for a second? Because mm-hmm. there's a, something that I say, I share all the time with people. Um, and it was something I learned in the genesis of my career. And it's resonated with me, even though this woman said it to me when I was all of 18 years old. And she was one of the wealthiest women in the world, in Canada, actually. She was the first woman in Canada to fly airplane. And when I had the privilege to care for her on her dying bed, she said to me, create memories always be present 
travel the world and eat good food mm-hmm. because that's what counts. Mm-hmm. Your legacy wow. counts. Create memories. I was nine, 18 when she said that to me. And I won't say how old I am now. I'm forever 25. And, um, but I, anybody that contemplates, and you know, also John, when you said all the things that resonate with me, because I'm like, I'm not waiting for tomorrow because I don't know mm-hmm. if tomorrow is going to be my number. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it now if I have the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Meaning not to be reckless with your here and now, because you still mm-hmm. have to have some planning, but in, in all things, be present and all things mm. create those memories. Cause once those memories are created, you'll never get them back. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to be present to create those memories. And that, that resonated with me. And that was a wealthy woman. She had it all. Yeah. And that she didn't say anything about accumulating wealth, travel the world, eat good food, create memories and be present. And it's funny. The one thing I do love, and then we'll go on to the next question um, is you know, when I think about what John shared, what you're sharing, what Shaylee shared, and even what this woman shared, the key, the word that I think interweaves between all of that generations, because I'm assuming she was older than you, passing oh, yeah. on wisdom, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, is create. You know, we are truly creators of life. And I don't think that that, that that connects us more than separates us, right? I think that exists in every generation is that ability. Yeah. Nikki, can I add in there as well, too? Mm-hmm. And first of all, thank you, Nikki, and thank you, Gabby, for having us here today. I have been eagerly waiting for this day to come. And, <laughs> you know, I follow you, Nikki, all through uh, your, uh, your career is my life, as oh. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and it is such an honor to be here. So I thank have to you. Say that I love that. Thank you. But I listen to John and I listen to Crystal and I listen to Shaylee. And as a baby boomer, I'll give my perspective. <laughs> It's interesting how everybody has that live for today sort of mentality. But for me, because of the generation that I'm in, while I live for today, I always have my sights on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. As a baby boomer, we, you know, enjoy good food. We enjoy good meals. We've been through a lot. We've had hard times. We've had good times. We've had a combination of everything. And so by this stage in my career and my life, you're almost like at that stage where you're saying, okay, you know what? I'm now going to enjoy everything that I've worked so hard to get. But I always, always still have my eyes on tomorrow because I'm exercising, I'm eating right, I'm taking care of myself. And God willing, I expect to live a very long and, and healthy life. So if I don't have my sights on tomorrow, then ultimately, you know, I could be at the mercy of our government to look after us. That's kind of how my generation thinks. I don't want to live by the government. I want to live on my own terms. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Pauline, thank you for sharing that. And that's actually a very refreshing approach. And it's also so nice to see that across the generations that there is that common thread that we've all just shared, which is nice. So staying on the theme of relationships, it's probably a safe guess that many people on this panel have relationship secrets perhaps um now whether you do or don't the question i'd love to ask uh, anjali is do you think past relationship secrets should always be kept a secret that's that's a tough one (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and and i am sure my Husband and I have different answers on this. 
So I, I think it's it's not a perfect binary answer to this question. What I feel is that it really depends on the, the, the emotional understanding and emotional level with your partner, if you feel comfortable sharing or if you feel not comfortable sharing. For Like I will share my answer here and my husband's answer, but we both are at different emotional levels. So our both our answers are valid. I would say, yes, it's okay to share. But for my husband, he would say, no, no, it's past. <laughs> there is a reason there's a past word in the question yeah. because it's past. Mm-hmm. And I would say that past is a foundation for future. Mm. So that, yeah, that, there goes answer. my answer on that. Thank you. That's a good perspective. That's a very good perspective. Curious to know if anyone else has a different opinion on keeping things hidden about past relationships. Actually, I'd like to jump in here. I think this is interesting. Uh, only because I, I did a, I know, Ink, <laughs> she's already laughing. But I, I did a video on Tuesday about this, and, and it was really around you know, clearing clutter, right? Like this, you know, this past weekend I had to clean, I had to clean a basement because I was getting my house painted. And I had to clear out things, right? And, you know, a lot of those things are from my past. Not necessarily just relationships, but, you know, things like service awards. I, I was with an organization for 20 years. And I had all these service awards on my desk and I took them down and I threw them away. And, and the thing is, one thing I learned from Dr. Benjamin Hardy, he wrote the book, Personality is Impermanent. And he said, in order to grow, in order to move forward, you have to let go of those things in the past. They make us who we are today, but it doesn't define us who we are in the future. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Absolutely. if we don't let go of those things, we don't make space for opportunities for the future. We don't create that space for ourselves. So, you know, do we need to share everything with everybody about our past? I, I think if it's relevant in terms of what you want to do in terms of sharing a lesson with somebody, mm. but is it necessary? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because it allows us to grow and become who we want to become, right? Because we, we hold on to our past so so closely that we, we we don't let that, we don't allow for space to grow future-wise. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, whatever is in the past is in the past, but think about who you are and kind of tying into what Pauline said earlier, it's about the future you as well. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be yeah. a stronger, bigger, better you, you got to let go of those things. And that means just letting them go and you don't necessarily have to share them. So that's just my perspective on that. No, that's not just, that's a great perspective. Yeah. And I like, you know, there's, there's a lesson in everything. And so I want to weave on that and, you know, um, Crystal, I'll go to you on this one, but what is, can you share a valuable lesson that you've learned from your relationships? And it could be significant others. It could be friends and it could be family members. So you're talking to the world now because this is a global podcast and yes, you know, what's, sure, what's sure. that one you know, lesson? There's, you know, I, your word is bond is mm. what I'm going to say. Mm. Word is bond. Uh, you know, life go you go through a, the roller coaster called life and one thing that definitely has resonated in every every experience is are you true to your word in that moment so if you say you're going to do something yes do it because that's mm. all i have is my word and if i cannot give you my word as bond then you know what i'm doing is sabotaging that relationship because you're you're trusting me in this moment, or I'm trusting you. And the moment you break that bond, then that trust is broken. So that is one lesson that definitely um, has resonated in most, or I can say with confidence, every experience I've had, because there's, there's always some sort of communication in the relationship. 
And, you know, and if you are communicating something to me, I'm taking it as to be evidence. I'm taking it to be truth. I'm taking it to be a form of comforting. Mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever, you know, facet you're giving me this information or I'm giving this information, like you have to be true to it because that's all we have as human beings. Like word it's, and word is not just, you know, a word it's, it's life. It's, it could be death. It could be, it, it brings forth so much emotion, right? So, you know, worth is, you know, our words are our connections. Like we're connecting even in this moment, right? And this is why we're all so enthused to be here because we're having the opportunity to share our, our, our thoughts, you know, share our ideas, share our feelings, share our moment. And that is going to change somebody else's mind or change their perspective or change. So, you know, words are so powerful. And I think a lot of us tend to forget the power of the word. And if we were to, you know, go back to the essence of the power of the word, we would think twice before we think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think twice even before we do, think twice before we say. Like you, 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 you'll be so cognizant of what comes out of your mouth because there's so much power in it and how it impacts those on the receiving end or those, you know, or who you're you're saying it to. I love that. And words do become things. And Shaylee, I see you nodding your head. So as the youngest person I, yeah. on the call, I <laughs> uh, would love to hear what's resonating with you. I just wanted to add one thing with what Crystal is saying that I feel communication is the key ultimately in any relationship because I feel uh, if you communicate with your significant other one or with or any person, then I think, you know, it, it avoids misunderstandings, it avoids over-expecting and I think that is the base for any relationship. So I think communication is the key ultimately. You know, when I look at this, I can almost link this back to the very first question that Nikki asked us, which was about our values and and how that works in our relationships. And if I link it together for myself personally, as the baby boomer generation, I have over the years developed a core set of values that I live by. Just like a company has their values, their missions, their vision, and, and that becomes almost like the cult or the Bible that everyone lives by. I personally developed core values for myself to live by. And one of those core values is communication. And the second one is integrity. Mm. And to your point, Crystal, and you added in there, Shaley, that, you know, if you're, if you're not open and you're not honest with one another, then at the end of the day, there can't be any form of longevity within that particular relationship. And every decision that I make, I say to myself, how would my friend or how would my partner feel if I did that to them, right? And that to me is kind of that compass that I use to kind of judge whether I'm doing the right thing or not doing the right thing. And if there's something that I have to hide, then I am compromising one of my core values, which is integrity, and I need to change that around. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was like, woo. Got that. <laughs> I, I see our, our executive producers leaning in. <laughs> well, if I can just summarize or just, you know, just level all the things that I'm hearing for relationships, I would just say, keep it simple. Yes. Be the ability to have unmasked real conversations. Keep simple. That mm. should be the only model. If you're not able to ha- keep it simple, not able to have the unmasked real conversation that's a checkpoint yeah yeah that's powerful yeah wonderful 
Now, Tricia has another uh, question that's kind of similar along the same lines as to where we're at. Do you want to take it from here, Tricia? So, you know, as we're talking about relationships, let's talk about love for a moment. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) 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 Let's let's talk about love. All right. I would like um, Shaylee. Yeah. Do you believe in love at first sight? Mm, I think I'm a bit skeptical about that concept because <laughs> I feel love is something that needs time. And I think the love at first sight is kind of, it's not love at first sight, but it's kind of attraction. So, and I think it's kind of a process that starts with attraction and ultimately it goes to love. But I don't, still, I am a bit, uh, you know, skeptical that. <laughs> Really, like, uh, you know, like in this world where everything is just right swipe and left swipe for us. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yes, Shelly. So left swipe and right swipe. This is I'm right. This is the swipe generation, right? <laughs> yes. Left swipe, right swipe, up swipe. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. Oh, wow. I love it. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, I'm curious to know if anyone on this panel does believe in love at first sight. So I I think I have a very interesting anecdote to share here. So me and my husband, we met, uh, I I don't know, Shelly, if you would agree with this, love at first sight. (laughs) While we were seeing somebody else's. One of those secrets that are not obvious. <laughs> <laughs> this is a disclaimer. I asked my husband to go out for just for this uh, show. <laughs> oh wow! I, I actually, you know, I'd like to say that I, 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 I believe. Like my husband, my husband had me at the gym, right? Like I met him at the gym. Go figure. And he was wearing these like gardener gloves instead of like workout gloves. And I remember asking him like, why are you wearing those gloves? He's like, why not? They do the same thing. And I thought it was the most sexiest comment I ever heard. But you know, to Shaley's point, it might've started with attraction, but to be honest, after him, there was nobody else. You know what I mean? So I think there was an element of, yeah, they, like looking back, I don't remember when I didn't love him. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's oh. always interesting, isn't it? Like for me, I remember when I met my husband, I think it was like a few dates in. I'm like, yeah, this is the guy I'm going to end up marrying. Like I had mm. it in my heart, but I, I was always a skeptic of love at first sight. Like I'm, I'm not into that. I think, I think for me, love is we weather the storm and we're still here. Then I'm like, yeah, then this love is real. This is not the feel. I feel like love works every day of the week. Like, Seven days a week feel good, happy, go lucky. But love for me is when things are rough and tough and we have a tsunami in our way, are we going to hold hands and weather the mm. storm and hope we don't drown? Yeah. yeah. Then I know that this love is real. Yeah. That's like for me, like, you know, you know, it, the way they eat. Because you know what? The, when the butterflies wear off and you're having dinner, you're like, oh, I don't like how he eats. Like, I don't know. And people break up over stuff like that. Yes. Right? Then yes. you don't know, love them, right? Too, too loud. This is how you know you love somebody because you can. It's all the things that most people won't tolerate, but you look at them and like, sure, whatever. I still love you. Those things don't phase me. Those are the things that make our. Those are deal breakers for relationships. Yeah. For me, that's how you know love is real. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. 
Interestingly enough, I don't believe in love and first sight at all. I believe in attraction at first sight. But, you know, Crystal, you said something that resonated with me, and that is that um, when you're in a relationship and once you've built that level of trust and love and so on, and you know that you want to be together forever, whether there are ups and downs that the rule or the motto or the value that I live by is every argument that we have, every disagreement that we have, anything that doesn't quite go the way that it's supposed to do, we are always fighting or arguing or quarreling with the goal of being stronger together, right? So there's never that, oh, I wish I had whatever. There's never that because once you've made that commitment, it's supposed to be for love. I'm old-fashioned. I believe in till death do us part. I truly do. I did it once, and it was till death did we part. Oh. My husband but every single disagreement that we had and every argument that we had and every fight that we had, we were actually stronger after that because we learned a lot about each other. Some of the things we learned were not very nice, but we learned that, okay, let, let me deal with this and move on. That is what true love really is. It's when you have that, that fight and that hunger to always be together despite the adversities that life challenges I like to make up after fights yes yes I, I still love to make up after fights but you know I want to share something actually in a preview um you know I often talk about love I I lead from a place of love and it's just because of something that Pauline said it just I feel led to put this into the space and then we'll you know Gabby's going to take you into in the last question already but there's a great we often quote first Corinthians 13 love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude love it it doesn't demand its own way it isn't um what is it it isn't it doesn't demand its own way it's never never wrong or whatever it it rejoices after injustice it doesn't it doesn't rejoice after injustice but rejoices when the truth wins out love is Whatever. Love endures all. But I think the biggest one for me, it keeps no record of being wrong. That's what I want to say. And that's the key of Mm. like in all of that. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It keeps no record of being wronged. And on this call, like with everybody here, full transparency, who has still has a record that they haven't burnt? You know what I mean? Can you yeah. burn the record? That's the key mm-hmm. to longevity when it comes to relationships is can you burn the record of when you feel you've been wronged? And, you know, if you can get, if you can figure that out, which is what I'm trying to do in my life, you know, figure that mm-hmm. out, then I believe you can have long lasting relationships. Okay. That's it. Gabby, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we're going to be wrapping it up soon, but we've gone from a world where when I was growing up, relationships were playing hockey on the street and picking up the phone to call. And now we're in a world of using the internet and Zoom and texting and things like that. So it has evolved. So we would love to know, have you experienced any barriers with building virtual relationships? Mm-hmm. So is there anyone that would like to take this question? I want to start with Shaylee because Shaylee, did yeah. you talk to us a little bit about growing up? Did you grow up in a tech, you grew up in a technical world? You knew technology from, yes. Okay. So talk to us. How's it been? How, how have you thrived with virtual yeah. building relationships? Yeah. I guess, you know, our generation is kind of in between. So we have seen a bit of uh, playing in the playgrounds and uh, and stuff like that. And we are also uh, uh, 
in a generation where we have seen uh, laptops, iPhone, and everything that's coming and that's being a part of our life. So we are kind of in a middle ground right now. But you know, like when I see, I I don't feel uh, that uh, we found any barriers because. I think it was kind of natural because we have seen uh, the and uh, evolved uh, with laptops and phone and everything. So I think technology has never been that uh, difficult for us because, like as I mentioned earlier, like uh, right swipe and left swipe, we are, our relations start with that. So I don't think it's a it's a problem for us. So I don't think uh, you know like our generation will have any uh, problem uh, that they are facing through virtual relationships. They can ma- maintain it as they are doing it with, uh, you know, physical. Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think I saw someone's hand go up that wanted to chime in. If uh, there's been any barriers with building virtual relationships, I can chime in from my generation. I think. Um, old school and so virtually i think developing a relationship is very difficult um it's difficult because my generation is used to you know the face-to-face we're used to the small talk we're used to having that drink in hand and you know virtual while you know it has worked from a career perspective because it has allowed us all to maintain our jobs today from a relationship perspective, it's very, very difficult. Relationships, especially one, you know, with a partner, are actually physical things. And in the absence of that physical being, you don't really get to know that person. We can talk until the cows come home. Unless we are able to be able to have that connection face to face and eye to eye and see how I move my hands when I mm. move, I, 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 to me... You can't really form a relationship that way. I think it's it's so you can maintain, like, okay, to take a step back, if you were in a relationship pre-COVID and we were now separated because of COVID, mm-hmm. you could, virtual is a blessing in disguise, right? Because it has now allowed us the ability to continue. But if you didn't have some before that and you're still looking, my generation, this is tough. This is really, really hard. <laughs> Everybody wants in now. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to keep yours short. So um we'll, Crystal, we'll start with you, John, you'll wrap up and then we're going into the last question. So Crystal, yes, keep sure. it short. I, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 in between the Gen X for me, I'm in between the Shaley and Pauline. I think uh human connection is critical for uh humans. We need it, that we thrive in having that human connection. And I think uh, the virtual world has created some barriers that uh, if one is so adept to the virtual world, they forget how to actually engage or interact when you when they're actually having human contact. And uh, to me, I say that is a concern. I only see it because having the privilege of working the front lines, having the privilege of teaching uh, the millennials or you know teaching um, you know the the, the Gen Zers. Like I, I see a difference of how they connect, and some of those connections, I think the the the, the depth of understanding, healthy human connection is is lost because of a screen, uh, you know. And certain conversations that should happen in conversation, they're doing in text, and I'm like, you know, you, you, you're missing the mark. And I think, and not to you know take away from the funness, but I think it's, it has impacted um, the mental health and well being. Of, of of that generation mm-hmm. because um, there's so many the, 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 
the plethora of mental health concerns has literally skyrocketed um, in the face of technology. So they're tell that in itself is empirical uh, evidence to suggest that you know there 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 are some barriers yeah. that need to be addressed. Um, while on the other hand of that spectrum, you know, doing virtual meetings a wonderful thing, maintaining relationships, mm-hmm. like you know, Pauline said, beautiful thing. But I think. Um, you know, um, teaching, some teaching needs to happen. I'm saying, how do you have healthy balance where you can have the best of both worlds? Right, right. And John, I know you want to put something in the space. Yeah, I just, very quickly, I, I think, if anything, technology has enabled us to connect more than ever. And, you know, the one thing, regardless of generations, you know, my, my in-laws, you know, they're in their 70s. Uh, if it weren't for technology, we wouldn't have been able to see them physically. Yeah. Right. So things like, you know, FaceTime and, you know, Facebook Messenger and those type of things. I think if anything, technology has given us the capability to connect with people we could never connect with before. And instead of just limiting our connections to physical, I can connect with people around the world. Look at this call today. Mm -hmm. We're all connected because Mm -hmm. of this virtual technology. And some of us are meeting each other for the first time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But none of this would have happened. And I think what it comes down to is just you as a person and how you connect and just being authentic. Yeah. Uh, and not to take away from, from what you said, Pauline, but I think, you know, if you come into a conversation like we are in this room today and you bring your authentic self, you bring your genuine self to say, hey, I want to connect with everybody here. I will go and make that additional effort to yeah, do that. And I think beautiful. this is what technology has given us. This is, I think, if anything, it's given us this gift to be able to connect with people around the world, something we could never do if we were in person. I love it. And, you know, can you imagine we're at time? We're actually a bit over with your panel, but we uh, there is a parting question that I need to ask, and uh, I'm going to ask you to do it rapidly. Um, so I'm going to start. I'm just going in the order of the of the. Um, the uh, squares I see is so John, you're going to continue talking. And the wrap up question is what does empowered in my skin mean to you? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Every time you ask, I don't know. Uh, so today. what it means, to, yeah, <laughs> what it means to be today. I know this is, I could be here for an hour, but I won't. I think it means two things, just genuineness, authenticity. Mm. That's it. That's beautiful. Crystal. Oh, John took my word. But Take it again. You can say it again. Yeah, authenticity, uh, in- integral to yourself, but more importantly, loving yourself inside wow. out. Yeah. Pauline. You know what? Empowered in my skin, 100% for me means unity among cultures and among generations. You know, empowered in my skin always manages to bring people together. Woo! So Thank you. That's a commercial. Shaley, (laughs) Shaley, (laughs) write that down, Trisha. (laughs) I feel, um, you know, it's kind of believing in yourself and doing the best that you can. Mm. Yeah. And Anjali. Owning it. And leading without guilt. Ooh, owning, yeah. leading love without it. guilt. I love that. And Trisha, for a brow, you turn. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're empowered in taking notes. And being empowered in my skin, what does that mean to me? To be audacious in everything that you do. I love that. Love it. It's big. And Gabby, wrap it up. For me, empowered in my skin means overcoming adversity, facing the world with whatever is in front of you, with love and kindness to all. 
And with that, I just want to thank everyone. I, I appreciate you. My heart is full right now. I, my cheeks have not stopped hurting. I have loved sharing energy with you. I, this conversation could have continued. I actually forgot that we were recording. It was just live. It was vibes. It was everything. And, uh, thank you for representing the generation so well. Um, love you. I don't, I say it all the time. I don't need to know you to love you. And I love you unconditionally. Okay, so thank you, and uh, be empowered in your skin. (laughs) Bye, everybody. And this is where we have to say, we're out. Bye-bye. Thank you. So there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl, and I'm out. <laughs>